This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Homestyle Radio. Hello, everyone. Father Christmas here. And it's my esteemed pleasure to welcome you to the first day of the Ho 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 Homesdale Radio Podvent Calendar. Now, if you're used to searching for a little cardboard door with a number on it, peeling it back and opening the foil to pop out a small novelty chocolate, perhaps in the shape of a snowflake or some sort of deformed reindeer, you can forget it. They rot your teeth and make you fat like me. You'll never get into that player's fit home shirt that you've asked me for this year. No, no. Instead, every day, you'll be getting a nice little podcast featuring those boys and girls over at Homesdale Radio talking to a very special Crystal Palace-related guest. Yes, that's 24 episodes in total. And every like and share that we get helps raise more money for the Palace for Life Foundation. So make sure you bloody well do it. Now, without further ado, let's get on and see who's behind the first door. Which, has to be said, looks rather large. Merry Christmas. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, on today's Advent calendar we have... Neil Shipley. Hi, Neil. How you doing? 
Great. Uh, what, a, what a surprise to find you behind this particular door, but uh, a pleasant one. I mean, I've, I've gone, I've gone metaphorical there. There isn't an actual door or anything like that. But uh, let's uh, let's get straight into this, really. So first, talked to you a, a couple of times over the years. In fact, quite recently, you're on uh, Terence Terence's preview show with young Mister Nick Philpot, who's here today as well. Uh, but I just want to catch up. What are you up to at this moment in time? Uh, well, I mean, uh, not not particularly that much. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I've sort of said I was doing the knowledge uh, for the taxing, yeah. and uh, but I was doing quite a poor effort at that. So I've, I've decided to <laughs> to actually try and take it a bit seriously. So uh, I'm trying to really crack on with it. To be honest, now it's uh, it's it's not. It's certainly you can't take uh, any shortcuts with this kind of uh, thing. You've got to really be at it. So uh, well, I'm cracking on with that. Eventually, hopefully, I will be a black uh, taxi driver. Well, shortcuts is kind of where it's at, isn't it? Really, in terms of yeah. No. If if we could all do that, I mean, look, I've, you know, I'd love a shortcut, and uh, if you can get anything, you know, sort of uh, doing it doing it halfway, then I'd be part of it. But no, there's you have to do this properly, I'm afraid. Ah, I'd be good. I think. I think. Uh, I, think I don't know. You just just strike me as the sort of person who's bored to be a, a, a cabbie. You'll love it, I reckon. Well, now they've got these bigger cabs. I think I'll be a bit more comfortable. These squashed up little things used to see. I've got a mate. I've got a mate, surprisingly enough, who's bigger than me. And uh, you know, he was uh, he, he, he was uh, absolutely uh, over the moon when they got these bigger taxis, the old Vito ones. So uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm wondering. There, I'm... It's fun. That's brilliant. Um, I reckon you're a man who's got a few uh, Christmas party stories from your football days that you're not you're not scared to share. Chris, yeah, well, we, we were we did play in that area where we uh, we did go out for Christmas uh, parties. Yeah, yeah. Anything from your Palace days, you reckon? <laughs> the Palace ones, I'm uh, trying to think. Oh, I'll give you a quick Palace uh, Christmas thing. Uh, when we had uh, Mr. Lombardo, uh, obviously we all love Mr. Lombardo, and uh, he come over from uh, this. This is not a party one, but it's around about Christmas time. So, yeah. so down at Mitchum's training ground, we used to around about Christmas time. We all got given uh, a rather large turkey each, and uh, <laughs> and you can imagine uh, Mr. Lombardo's expression when I, I came in and uh, went, "Here's your turkeys this year, lads," and plonking up sort of like you know, good sauce five, six kilo turkeys on the table and, and Lombardo went, what is this? And he's, you know, I'm not going to try and do the accent, but what is this? So I mean, this is what we get, we get a turkey. And he went, well, uh, oh, when I was with uh, Juventus, we, uh, we got Rolex. Rolex. It was, uh, <laughs> anyway, I said, but look, you're at Crystal Palace now and this, we're at Mitchum and this is what you get, you get a turkey. So uh, he, uh, I'm sure he, he tells that story to many of his Italian friends about his times at uh, Crystal Palace, uh, Christmas bonus. That is incredible to go from a Rolex to a turkey. Presumably back yeah. to a Rolex again because he went back out there, didn't he? <laughs> but if he didn't have a Rolex, we were quite happy with the turkeys, you see. You know, we're, we're easily pleased, us Palace boys. <laughs> Love it. Um, obviously, Chris, well, we're asking this question quite a lot, actually, but Christmas is a, a very different time for a footballer than it is, you know, us regular folk. Um, how did you find the Christmas period with all those extra games and all that kind of stuff? No real time with the family? You get used to it. You know, I've got to be honest, when, when you're sort of 18, 19 and, you, you know, you, you, your mates are going out and stuff like that, you, you do kind of think, well, you know, I've got to do this. But when you're a professional footballer, you just get used to it. You know, having, having to... I mean, what we we didn't like, uh, or what, what's hard to get used to is, you know, you're playing Watford away 
you ain't got to travel anywhere, but they want you in a hotel Christmas Day night kind of thing. Now, I think that's uh, some managers like to do that. Some managers used to trust you and say, look, have time with your family, get your head down, and uh, we'll see you in the morning. So then it's all, you know, managers have their different, different things, but you do get used to it. I mean, look, our, our profession was great. So we, we have our sort of parties in the summer and stuff, but, but Christmas time, I used to love, as I say, once you get used to it, you know, you could play three days and uh, three games in five days. I think when you're, when you're playing, you just, you just wanted to play. I think it's a bit different now. I think everyone moans when they have two games in a week, but, but personally, when I, you know, the sort of era that I play, uh, the more games, it's, it's great. Everyone feels happy at Christmas and everyone's got Christmas spirit. Bringing the games on was, was sort of my attitude, certainly. Did you ever experience someone who perhaps had taken the Christmas festivities too too much to heart and still had to play? Not really. I mean, well, not not. I mean, personally, myself, I uh, you know, me and Andy Roberts, I think it was at Palace. Obviously, I think we had yeah. Southampton. Well, that Boxing Day, we used to meet up Christmas Day and all that. Uh, was it Selsen Hotel? I think it is, or whatever. So, uh, obviously near Croydon. We, we used to have it. We had, we had a Christmas Christmas beer uh, about seven o'clock. We used to say, "Look, you know, I'd, I'd have one at home, so we'll have one now." You know, and, you know, it ain't sort of a rebel story, but obviously we, we did. We did have a couple of drinks. And it's just as simple as that. You can't. Uh, you, you never sort of not have anything, but. But no, that's what we used, we used to do. We used to we used to have sort of a couple. So it, it certainly wasn't our alcohol free. But but then going back before that, you would uh, you would have managers, and uh, in fact, this would be Abbey Bassett as well. This would be at Palace, and uh, he'd, yeah. he'd have a bottle of scotch on the side uh, for, for Boxing Day morning to say to the boys, uh, you know, warm your cockles, lads, before you go out. And, and well, you know, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, you're talking about a, a swig, you know, and. Uh, yeah. I think I was probably the only one who done it actually, but no, it was, it was always on there to, uh, to to warm the cockle. They called it, but yeah, I mean that that's going back. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure that don't happen now. No, no. I mean, I tried to play five aside after half a bottle of vodka once, and it didn't go well. So, uh, you know, but maybe a little nip would have done the trick. I like it. Uh, well, practice, practice makes perfect. You know that, didn't it? Well, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any particular uh, matches that stand out over the Christmas period that that, uh, that that are memorable for you, either for a good reason or potentially a bad one? Uh, Christmas, Christmas. Well, going back, I mean, uh, that, that actual game I was talking about, the Southampton one, uh, that was Boxing Day. I'm pretty sure it was Boxing Day. I, I scored, but I, as I stretched to score, I, uh, that's when I ripped me, uh, my groin, and I was out for quite a while, but I was in quite a rich vein of form, I mean, over, over the Christmas period. But that particular game was the one where uh, it's, uh, it's it's Zohar, uh, I think, wow. was... was Obviously, on his uh, on his backside, on form and sort of morale, and and he decided to take the penalty off Bruce Dyer, and uh, actually sort of begged to get the penalty, and uh, and ended up missing it. And I think that really was the final. Uh, it's it's so hard sort of moment with Palace history, which he was a gifted player, but um, he just, well, in my opinion, he, he just didn't work hard enough. He weren't really a team player, but I, mean, I do remember that game vividly, being the one that really did kill him off. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I remember you talking about him on the preview pod, Chips, and you, you weren't very enamoured of him, were you? I think over the top and the bottom of his career, that one penalty. Well, also, and, and I think, well, we are repeating ourselves that we'll do it again. The only reason we, we got him was uh, because we played against him in a pre-season game where, like I say, back in the day, we actually went out and, you know, we did have a good social life, if you want to say, even in pre-season, and uh, we weren't the best, and he stood out, and uh, we brought him on a strength with that. So the whole Itzik Zaha sort of 
episode is uh, yeah, it's quite embarrassing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but that was weird. Those those days, you kind of had those those moments where people were bought off of that. We've had people bought off of uh, videos, haven't we? I think was it Gabbiadini was one of those. I think was bought off a of video. I think anyway. Um, yeah. What do you make of uh, what do you make of Palace this season? Obviously, we're in a real struggle to start and, and, and turn over of a manager already. Yeah, well, look, I mean, obviously, I always looked at Palace as one of my clubs and obviously uh, one of my you know, real favourite clubs. And uh, now I work at Palace regarding uh, sort of match day hosting, so I'm, I'm up there most well all home games. So yeah, it's it's been a really I mean, no way I, we deserve to be rock bottom. We're definitely better than that, and I know people do say that. You know, oh, we're too good. Uh, we, we obviously need points on the board, sharpish, but we, we are. We are not a bad side, and uh, I'm pretty sure now if we, sh- we show the level of heart which we are, uh, we'll be fine. Uh, I'm pleased with the fans, to be honest. The fans, because you know, when you're not winning, and everyone sort of now mentions this sort of money rather than everything else, and money people earn and the players and stuff, but. The Palace fans are stuck with them. They've seen that they've cared. You know, the, the Palace uh, boys, they, they really do care, but they, they've just not been good enough in, in, in some certain games. But that was at the beginning with the, 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 uh, Frank Dubot. And um, he, yeah, I mean, he, he's gone. You know, we can have a sort of whole hour talking about this. I'm not sure you boys have, whether that was the right thing uh, to appoint him in the first place. But yeah. what I'm really pleased of, and I don't want to be long-winded about it, is I'm, I'm still pleased that the spirit's there. The spirit and the fight of, of uh, the players is vivid really there to see, and, I, and I'm sure it will turn around. I mean, how they didn't actually get anything out of the Spurs game, I really don't know. And, yeah. and, and I know we keep saying that, and we're going, oh, it'll be OK, you know. And, but we've got to believe in that. Because we are going to play some lesser sides, and we've got a good little group of games coming up now where that level of performance we take into that, we win games. It's as simple as that. We will yeah. win games, and uh, you just got to hope some of the worser teams or some of the teams that are around us, uh, they sort of just stay within that touching distance. Because once you get the 10, 12 points and stuff, then it is it's going to be, uh, you know, the moral is, uh, is going to be really bad with, with, with the, whole, the whole club, the whole fans. You know, the fans are not stupid. Once you get the 12, 15 points like that, it's. Uh, that's going to be an awful bit, but I don't think it'll be like that anyway. I really don't. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's a good point you make, and we obviously we've we've travelled to, you know, Anfield. We've done both Manchester clubs away. Uh, you know, obviously got Chelsea at home out of the way with a win there. So we have we have you know got some of the toughest games of the season out of the way already. So you know, it's it's good to look at it that way and look at the performances. And obviously, Roy's come in and. I suppose, I mean, from from the outside looking in, it just looks like he's got the team much better organised. Has that come across to you? Well, definitely. That, that's what he's that's what he's there for. I mean, that, that we all know. You know, we only have to watch you know, the England performances over the last few years to show that he will. We will do that. But one thing I have a little bit surprised with, obviously, the Benteke situation. Um, I mean, I personally don't think he was playing that well at the start of the season. But I mean, obviously, we have missed him. Is is why the club didn't didn't go that. Uh, uh, and get someone in the in the window, you know. And I'm, I talk about a striker, uh, yeah. someone because I think the uh, you know I'm getting confused. The Sacco and the Sack, uh, the the not not obviously the defender Sacco. They're, yeah, they're the, similar names, uh, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he, he, no, I, I I just don't think he's personally good enough for, for the Premiership at the standard that we want at the moment. And no. and we're a club that we did have money. And, uh, that's another thing we could talk about. How we can just. Uh, Conversations of mentioning 50, 60 millions as if it's like that's like buying a strike about three million back in like you know 15 years ago. So it is, it, I know it has gone mental, but I think we did have the money to at least get 
a centre forward to if this happened and you know because if you're thinking about the board and all everyone talking they'd, they'd all be going like well what about if he gets injured and what about if this happened well it's happened and we didn't yeah. cover that, that 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 you know we didn't cover that so I'm a bit surprised being a Premiership club that we did prepare a little bit better for if that happened which did if that makes sense yeah it does it's interesting we we did talk to Steve Parrish about that and it was it was before Benteke got injured we were, we were actually on the it was transfer window day. And he, and he talked a lot about, you know, and he wasn't going into too much detail of who made what decision and all that kind of stuff, but he kind of lamented the fact that they let Campbell go on a free because even though, you know, Fraser didn't play much for us, you know, he, he did a job and to replace him, it would cost, as you say, instead of spending three million quid to replace him as a bench forward, you're suddenly looking at spending 15 million quid. So uh, Nick's going to have some uh, some quick fire questions for you in, in just a moment. But, uh, I suppose the last one from me really is Zaha at the time has uh, been linked to a move to Arsenal. Obviously, Arsenal, obviously, Wilf is a you know a huge player, just a, a talisman. Um, I mean, if if that was to happen in the in the January window, how on earth do we go about replacing that? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, what I said earlier about what if this happens, I don't think you can plan for that. He really is. Uh, I really do think it's something special. Uh, you know, I've been following Palace uh, results-wise, if you want to call it, obviously, since I left. But to actually go down there, when I f- first saw him, live at Sellers, I just thought, wow, you know, this is something special. And uh, he just goes on and on and on. I mean, you know, he, he does have his average games, if you want to call it, but every player does. And But when he wants to play football and he's in the mood, he is, uh, you know, I mean, you talk about like Eden Hazard at Chelsea or something like that. You know, he's in that bracket. I mean, he, he, there's not many players who can do, do what he does. So my answer is, you know, you, you, cannot, you can't replace him because he's, he's completely different from what you what you'll get, you know, uh, that's quite worrying. But but then he's a young lad. I'd like to think the way he gets advised. Obviously, that he, he, I'd like to think now the Man United move was a mistake, and I, I'd like to think he would admit that. But you can't blame him. He he, he wanted to try himself at that, that level. Uh, but now he's come back. He is showing what what a, what a force he really is. Now, how long Palace can keep him? I mean, we have to be realistic as well, you know. Uh, we'd all want him to sign another deal and stay here the rest of his life. It's probably not going to happen. So yeah. only he knows whether whether the, uh, he wants to stay or wants to go at whatever time probably suits him. That's, that's how powerful the player is. To be honest, <laughs> he's going he's to play at the top level, whether we, we like it or not. And there's only a certain level realistically Palace are going to get to. And I don't think it's going to fulfil Wilfred Zaha in uh, you know the years to come. Yeah, I, I mean, I always hold out the hope. I, I don't really want him to go to another club in, in this country. I'd much rather see him go abroad and play for one of the big boys abroad. That's my kind of hope. I could deal with that. I can't deal with him rocking up in an Arsenal shirt and destroying us like certain players have in the past. But uh, I'll move I'll yeah. move on from there. Anyway, Nick, do you want to jump in, mate? You've got some quick fires? Yeah, go for it. OK, so it's Christmas morning in the Shipley household. Talk us through the average Neil Shipley Christmas morning and what happens in your home. Well, Christmas morning, we uh, would, would wake up, obviously, at a, a normal time. Uh, my boy's getting a bit older now, so, uh, <laughs> you know, the sort of six, seven o'clock, like, all the excitement's uh, fading out. We, so, uh, we would be a normal time. We would uh, we'd definitely have a glass of champagne, because, uh, you know, it's just Christmas, so we would do that. Um, we'd open our presents, uh, probably have a nice bacon, bacon roll at some stage, then, well, shall, shall I carry on for the whole day, or just yeah, a Yeah, go for it, yeah, go for it. Right, okay, well... Then 
where I am now. I'm at my local uh, conservative club. Uh, we, we, well, the Memorial Club, we go up there, like, like traditional Christmas should be, 12 till 2, pubs and clubs. So we'd, yeah. we'd have a couple of pints down there. Uh, this particular year, I will be going out for dinner. But sometimes we would, we would stay at home. So we'd pretend I was staying at home. So what I would do, I would uh, 12 till 2 and have a couple of, couple of uh, beers with the boys. I'd go back home and my speciality is uh, seafood, which is a meal in itself, seafood starter. So that would be like, uh, you name it, lobster, crayfish, uh, you know, cock, every, anything you can think of. That would be, uh, we'd, we'd eat that at about half three. And I don't have my Christmas dinner because believe me, if you was to witness that, you would, it takes a good hour and a half to even think about anything <laughs> else. So my 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 Christmas dinner is about six, to be honest, a nice uh, six o'clock, uh, and then we just eat. And that's sort of what I say. We, we eat. I do do the whole lot on the uh, whole trimmings, uh, and then. Well, I'm not even. Then we get on to the cheese, which is uh, that's another, another. That's at least another hour and a half, two hours once you start getting the port out. So, so basically, the whole day actually, yeah, is uh, apart from the relaxing twelve till two, is just an eat fest. To be honest, oh, so, I want to get an invite. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they are good. I mean, uh, I've not ate today that much, and I'm salivating now. But I do, uh, <laughs> I do like me the, uh, the Christmas. Yeah, that's how it should be. I mean, the telly's gone rubbish now. You know, I mean, when it, when it used to be the the telly that you know we did watch a bit of telly but now it's too much choice so that's not that's nothing different now so we we, we, we yeah we, we just eat that's it we eat so you're continually grazing all day right moving on to the next one favorite christmas gift you've ever been given christmas gift god oh, dear me i'm not a presents man to be honest i always tell anyone that don't don't worry i'm not i'm not no, I, I sound too nice now. I don't know. I do prefer <laughs> giving presents. Uh, receiving. What have I actually got at Christmas? Uh, or the, or the worst, recent, recent, what about the worst one? The worst Christmas gift you've ever been given? The worst, well, everyone knows the worst one. It's just your socks and stuff in it and your little <laughs> handkerchiefs, you know. I mean, who has handkerchiefs nowadays? I, I, still, <laughs> I still remember getting a pack of handkerchiefs within the last five years, and that is... Uh, you know, no, no, I don't know anyone who uses handkerchiefs. That's the worst. The best ones, I mean, I'm, I'm quite easily pleased. I say to my boy now, you know, would you want Christmas? I say, get a nice bottle of port, but not not a cheap one. So you, you can get a nice bottle of port for about sort of 25, 30 quid. And that, you know, obviously, now I've, I've told you about my cheese kind of thing. That, that's that's brilliant. That's the best present you can get now. A nice vintage, proper vintage bottle of port with, with the cheese. That's, that's superb. Done. Okay, right, moving on. Nearly 450 first-team appearances across all your teams. Who's the most stupid player that you've ever played with? Stupid? As yeah. in, what, sick? Yeah. David Tuttle. <laughs> and what? <laughs> he had that face. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but he did. He was, yeah, he was, uh, he was just, he's just a silly man, to be honest. He, uh, he, he, he showed very, you know, signs of seriousness, but he, he, he used to do some stupid stuff. I remember, I remember him uh, coming out the tunnel once at, at Sellers with, uh, I think it was Chelsea because Mark Hughes was playing. I don't think he was playing. Yeah, I think it was Chelsea, and he sort of went to Mark Hughes. You know, I'll take it easy on this Mark a day. You know, I want a nice easy day in the tunnel. And like Mark Hughes just looked at him and he's just like, "You idiot! You know, this is my living. I'm going to make, I'm going to make your life a nightmare, mate. You know, he did used to come out with some stupid stuff, uh, Mr. Tuttle. But, uh, okay. We love him. We love him for it. Yeah, we do. And so, following up on that one, funniest player you've ever played with? Who had the biggest sexy humour? Who's the biggest character? 
Uh, I tell Danny, but uh, Danny Butterfield for me. I, I, I quite liked him. Uh, obviously, you're asking me this question. I'm trying to get my brain to do it in a couple of seconds, but we keep it Palace as well. Yeah, Butterfield was 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 a good. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was a funny man, and I never forget when he used to, you know come in and he you know he he didn't have kids at the time, and then he got kids, and we we all thought you know. Who is the kid? You know, you can imagine him taking him down, <laughs> down in his tram for a walk and that, and you know, just being the biggest kid ever. But no, he was, uh, he was a pleasure to have around the change of him, uh, Mr. Battlefield. Yeah, he was, he was a good lad. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much for that. It's really appreciated. You're going behind one of our advent doors, and the, uh, the fans will get to enjoy that in the very near future. So, thanks so much for your time today, mate. Now, what, and, do we uh, know what number? What number? Oh, what number do you want? You choose your number. What number would you be? Uh, I'd be uh, number one. Get it out of the way. Number one. Deal. (laughs) It's done. First of December. This will go out. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Superb. Cheers, pal. Have a great day, and we'll hopefully speak to you again soon. Take care, Jack. Well, there you have it. What a treat. Now. If you want to make sure you go on my nice list this year, please share and like this Podfriend calendar to help us raise funds for the Palace for Life Foundation. Anyway, see you tomorrow and Merry Christmas. Right, I'm off for a sh- The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.